Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gogos. This podcast is dedicated to helping you uncover how to turn your big idea into big business and grow your personal brand into the business of your dreams. Each week, I'll talk to founders of all kinds of businesses, exploring how they launched and grew their companies. Behind every successful business is an epic journey, one that can serve as a roadmap to help you grow yours. The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walked this road before you so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to The Business of You. Today's guest is none other than Trina White. She's a veteran book publisher and co-founder of hybrid book publishing company Page Two, which is known for publishing nonfiction books by leading experts. Page Two has published several books selling over a million copies. Anyone who is an author knows that that is a huge, huge feat, and their books have been translated into dozens of languages around the world. Page Two has actually worked with two brand ID clients who've had nothing but glowing remarks to say about working with Trina and her team. Before launching Page Two, Trina was publisher of Douglas and McIntyre and Greystone Books, which was Canada's largest independent book publisher at one time. She was also an editor at McClellan and Stewart, which is now an imprint of Penguin Random House Books. I really enjoyed my conversation with Trina White, and I learned the ins and outs of the publishing and hybrid publishing world. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Business of You. Today I have with me Trina White from Page Two Book Publishing. Trina, how are you? Welcome to The Business of You. Thanks so much, Rachel. I'm glad to be here. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to this convo as our um, paths have indirectly intersected through sharing some clients. I'm really curious to hear about your your process. Um, but before we dive into that, would love to know your background and what led you to starting Page Two. Yeah, well, my background is really um, before I got into book publishing, it was in corporate communications. I worked for a newspaper association for a few years. And then when I realized that you could actually build a career out of making books, I immediately knew that's what I wanted to do because I'd been a long time, extremely passionate reader um, and thought that that was the right direction for me. So I, um, got a master's degree in book publishing and went off and interned at one of the uh, uh, largest book publishers in North America and and then worked in the industry for some time before eventually deciding to go out independently with a co-founder and start page 2 there there were many steps in between so really what happened was we realized together um, there, there were a lot of things we loved about the publishing houses that we were working for um, and a lot of things that were really difficult for the kind of author we wanted to support. So we, we work primarily with entrepreneurs, subject matter experts, people who are real thought leaders in their fields and pushing the limits of their fields in various ways. And what we saw was that in the 
traditional publishing model that we worked in, there were a lot of constraints that made book publishing tricky for those kinds of people who had built a lot of intellectual property or built businesses that the book was part of. Um, and so our vision was to start a new kind of publishing company where the author really partnered with us to develop their book in a way that made sense for them and their broader business goals and where um, we would work side by side and really collaborate to to develop their book, which was not quite the relationship that I had experienced having worked in the traditional publishing field for some time. So we 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 basically bootstrapped it. We um, we had both been working for a company that ended up going bankrupt, um, which is not that uncommon in in traditional book publishing. It's you know historically a fairly low margin industry. Um, so the company was entering creditor protection, and my now co-founder and I were in senior roles at this company. And there were a number of potential buyers coming in to look at the company. And every time somebody new would come along, we would do a bunch of modeling to see how we could make the company work. Eventually, it was sold off um, you know, to various buyers, but that was really the spark of our trying to come up with something new together. You know, We'd done all this modeling and we started to imagine what would it look like if we took some of these some of this initial vision that we'd been creating for somebody else and just run with it our way and created something new and different that really allowed us to explore our idea of what publishing could look like for entrepreneurs and subject matter experts. And that was the beginning of, of page two. Wow. How long were you and, uh, and Jesse, your co-founder, partner, how long were you brewing and kind of, uh, you know, drafting the idea before you actually launched? Yeah, it was about a year um, and and a really tumultuous year because, you know, we started, we probably had about six months together of, you know, planning before the company we worked at together dissolved. And I was meant to go on my first maternity leave with my first child just when the bankruptcy um, kind of was finalized. So I had a newborn at home and that in a way slowed things down a little bit um, because I had quite divided attention. But, you know, there we were in my living room. I had a little baby on my lap with my laptop and she would come over and we would do modeling and planning. And that went on for about six months um, before we did what I might describe as a soft launch. So we didn't yet quite have a name, but we started to um, use our networks. So in the, those first several months, we took a lot of time to meet with people we knew, not just from book publishing, but entrepreneurs and, you know, lawyers and people from the branding world to, to tell them about what we were imagining and to get their input into what our ideal author would would want from a company like page two and and also to plant the seed that we were starting something and and actually those initial conversations ended up leading to 
our first clients. Um, so, so when I say a soft launch, we started to take on clients before we even had a company name and, you know, just to get some revenue coming in. And then, and then maybe about six months later, we officially and publicly launched and, you know, planted our flag as page two. That's great. I didn't realize that you all did that because so many entrepreneurs and just new business owners, they wait to get everything just perfect right before actually taking on their first client. So I'm happy to hear you say that you took on clients before you even had a name. We we did. We felt we had to because the clock was ticking. You know, we were both at this point, we didn't have jo- day jobs anymore because the company that employed us was gone. We had no jobs to go back to. So it was like, we have to make this work or or what we neither of us wanted to leave book publishing. And um, we just felt completely motivated and inspired to try creating something new. And, and so, yeah, and I remember, I remember our very first client meeting where we went to meet with this presentation coach in his apartment. And we were, we went in basically asking him a bunch of questions. It was kind of a discovery meeting about what support he wanted. And I remember I was so incredibly anxious and nervous and it was probably the worst case of, you know, imposter syndrome that I'd ever had because we were, we didn't really know what the company was yet. And, and after that meeting, we had to deliver a proposal to him. We didn't have a proposal to template, you know, we were just making everything up as we went, but that that's been our MO in a way, just it's the lean startup model, right? We just got going and then iterated along the way. And, and the company looked quite different then than it does now because we've evolved and seen, you know, certain services that didn't really make sense to be offering have fallen off. And we've just become much more um, homed in on our target market um, and what exactly they need from us and reshape the company along the way, according to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're about nine years in, right? You launched in 2013. That's right. Yeah, we had our ninth anniversary just a week ago. Oh, congratulations. So over these years, over these nine years, what have you found are the biggest needs of the authors you work with that they don't have in the traditional publishing world? Honestly, one of the main things is that when we work with an author, we're, we are very much interested in um, retail sales. So, you know, we sell our books on Amazon and in airport stores and Barnes and Noble and all the places you would expect books to be sold, but that's not our only consideration. We, we start right at the very beginning by asking them where the book fits into their other products and services and what we need to know about that, because we know for our authors, the book is not just this independent product. It, in most cases, is meant to help lift up the other services that they're selling as part of their company. So, you know, they may be trainers um, and the book then becomes a tool to generate leads for their training company, or they may do a lot of um public speaking and want to sell the book to their keynote clients or whatever it might be. Um, 
we need to be really careful that the book represents the company's brand and that it's it is going to support their other um, services meaningfully. That's really different from how the traditional book publishing industry operates. They they're not um, their concern is retail sales. It's not it's not about you know the author's clients. That's quite removed and not typically part of the conversation, even for business book authors. So that I think that's one of the main things that. Um, that our authors, you know, find is different about us. And also just the level of dialogue. So when we we say that we partner with an author, we're digging in to plan the cover design together and, you know, the pricing. And is it a paperback or is it a hardcover? Maybe we do both. You know, maybe we do a paperback for the retail market and hardcover for their clients. Um, those are conversations that happen at quite a remove typically in book publishing, uh, which is surprising to most authors. You'd think that you would be a key part of the positioning of the book and, you know, marketing planning and so on, but it's just not the case. Um, And so that's quite different. Our authors sometimes come to us saying, I want to work with you because I want I want to get the book that I want and that I know is going to resonate with my read, with my audience. Um, this is the book they've been asking for. So just with the way we collaborate, um, they're more likely to, to get that. Mm-hmm. A question I'm often asked because many of our clients write books is like, what's the difference between your approach to publishing aside from the things you just mentioned, which the first one that comes to mind is creative control, right? I think most most traditional publishing companies like to have more creative control in some cases than the author, but what are some of the other differences between the traditional publishing route and, um, and the, the approach that page two has? Yeah. So, so the term that people would typically use to describe our kind of publishing model is hybrid publishing. So there's traditional publishing where you usually need a literary agent to sell your rights to the company. Um, and then they may pay you in advance and they cover the costs of publishing. Um, and with that, you lose a lot of creative control. Um And then there's self-publishing where you do it all yourself and kind of get your book up on Amazon. And then in between is this big space called hybrid publishing. And that's where page two lives. Um, It's quite a wild and woolly space. Um, There's, you know, there's all different types of companies, some more professional than others. Um, But I think, you know, fundamentally, some of the big differences are um, the financial model is quite different. So in the hybrid space, the author typically pays for the support of the publisher. And then ideally, they should also earn more when the books sell. I say ideally, because that's not how every hybrid publisher operates, though it is how we operate at page two. Um, so our authors are hiring us to perform publishing services for us. And then they earn about 90% of the, the proceeds of the sales. So if the book is really successful, you know, it's an entrepreneurial model for entrepreneurs. If the book is really successful, then, you know, they stand to gain much more 
about three or four times more per book sale than they would in a traditional model. So that that's one of the big differences. And then another another one is that for us, when we work with an author, we don't license the rights to the book. So um, this might sound a bit technical, but it actually is really critical because when you work in a traditional publishing model, you sign an agreement saying that the publisher owns the rights to the book for the life of copyrights. So, you know, for years and years and years, um, we do not do that. And so what that means is that um, with page two, there are no constraints to what you do with the work. So if an author publishes a book with us and then wants to um, put three chapters from it into a workbook, they're free to do that. You would not be free to do that in a traditional publishing model. You'd be restricted in what you actually do with the content of the book. So for people who want to create additional products or convert it into, you know, training materials or whatever it might be, um, there, there are just more limitations in, in that model. So those are some of the big differences, I would say. Um, you know, fundamentally, we have, you know, the same kind of distribution that a traditional publisher would, you know, we're, are the, the functions that we offer are the same, translations and editing and design and everything that goes into making a book and bringing it to market. But the re- the relationship, the con- contractual relationship and working relationship are really different. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. Thanks for breaking that down. I, I know page two has a focus on um, working with experts in nonfiction books. Do you ever see yourselves getting into any other type of genre? No. You know, when we launched page two, one of the the decisions we made was that we will not do fiction. Um, so we, we don't do novels. We don't do poetry. Um, we are very squarely focused on nonfiction by you know, leading experts. So there, there are other companies that handle fiction, but for us, that's, that's where we've built our expertise and we have, you know, m- meaningful relationships there. So that's where we want to keep our focus. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. How do you uh, find your authors? Do they seek you out? Do you find Trina, or are you seeking them out at this point still? Yeah, and probably ninety-five percent of our authors, maybe ninety, come to us through word of mouth. So it's other authors introducing them to us, um, or you know, they've they've heard about us sometimes from various people you know like like with you Rachel we have a few people in common often we hear from people who've um, just been hearing about page two from their their own clients or their thought leader friends for some time so it, it is mostly word of mouth excellent and how do you see yourselves scaling page two yeah well you know we've made some interesting decisions in the last year about um, our how we want to scale and what we have decided um, unlike <laughs> some companies we're actually reducing the number of projects that we take on so um, we've just brought down the number of books we publish in any given year by uh, by about 
15%. Um, and what we're doing is putting more energy into each project that we work on. So um, we're offering a deeper level of service than we have been able to offer before. So we just last year launched um, an audiobook production and distribution service, for instance. We are doing a lot of work now on bulk sales. So when our when our authors do speaking engagements or they have clients, we have two people on our team who um, managed the bulk sales to their clients. So we've been basically we're offsetting the reduced project count by offering more robust support to each author. And, and that's really where our, where our focus is right now. That's interesting. So you're, you're focusing on less clients, but providing a deeper level of service to them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, and, you know, our marketing director is now building out a, uh, a number of different marketing services that will be new to page two as well. Um, so that is, that is definitely the plan. And then, and then in book publishing, part of the scaling is that if a book sells well, you'll have ongoing income, you know, for years to come while the book is selling. So it's the, the royalties in book publishing are part of the scalability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you vet the the folks that come to you? I, I know a lot of traditional publishing companies are looking at um, authors' social media profiles to see how many likes and things like that. They have friends and followers, etc. What are some of the the aspects of um, evaluation that Page Two conducts on their potential authors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we we do the a word that you'll hear a lot in book publishing is author platform. So that's, you know, all the ways that somebody might hear about an author's work, which could include social media, but also, you know, so many other things. What does your professional network look like, for instance? So we do we do look at that because that is a critical part of giving a book liftoff typically. Um, you know, that's that's how a book starts to catch on is by, um, you know, people who are already highly engaged with an author's work hearing about it. Um, and then we're also looking for authors who have something new and different to say. So who are publishing a book that really is unique in the market um, and filling some kind of gap in the market, the book market. Excuse me. Um, we're looking for people also just because of our model, people who understand partnership and who will be good collaborators to us as we hope to be to them. Um, and and then, you know, people who can write a strong book, although one of the things that's different about us is that we will provide as much editorial support is needed to help make it a, a great book, um, whether that's a ghostwriter or, you know, extensive um, editorial support, uh, because not every subject matter expert is an excellent writer. Um, but we are looking for somebody who will be able to work with us to make it a, a stellar book that's going to live for a long time in the market. That That's the ideal for us. You know, you'll hear um, people saying sometimes, I just need my book I need a business card, you know, I need a 200 page business card. 
And that that's okay, but we tend to work with people who are looking to publish a book that's going to have a long impact and is meant to support their business for years to come, um, rather than sort of a quick and dirty project um, to to get their name out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's like putting their masterpiece out there in a sense yeah. that really helps grow their business and yeah, put them on the map. I, mm-hmm. I love that you're using the word masterpiece. Um, we did some work with an amazing woman named Tamson Webster, who who uh, runs people through a process called the Red Thread. She's one of our authors as well. And in talking to us, she said, I think what you're doing at Pace is you're supporting not just subject matter experts, but subject matter masters. So the real craftspeople, right? We see ourselves as craftspeople and we want to work with people who also have really mastered um, their field or their mm-hmm. topic in some way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You mentioned to me as, uh, as we were talking before we started recording that you recently launched a management team internally at Page Two. Can you talk a little bit about why you've done that and also your process to identifying and creating that team? Yeah, this is one of the things that I'm most excited about right now, because for for my co-founder and me, it really marks this fork in the road for the company and for us as founders. Um, so what we've done is we have um, created department heads for each area of the company. So we have a marketing director, a sales director, creative director, and so on. And um, a couple of those people have been in those roles for several years now, but a few of them we've very recently promoted into these roles. And the the intention is that we feel we really, basically until now, the entire team has reported to Jesse and me. And um, that has meant that we have been more involved in the day-to-day running of the company than we feel we need to be or want to be. And we want to put our energy into some longer-term goals that we know we won't be able to get to if we continue to stay as kind of involved in the company as we are. So we basically have changed it so that we have these department heads and then people, you know, the team's reporting to them. Um, which is not earth shattering. It's just, it is a big shift for us. And so where we're now putting our energy is in mentoring this leadership team and also very intentionally supporting them in finding ways to collaborate and support one another, because we, we know that they'll be able to bridge gaps, you know, between the departments, but also, move forward new programs and services of the type that we're keen to build in a way that we just can't do. We don't have the bandwidth to do. So that's really one of our top strategic priorities for the next year is developing this team of people and helping them collaborate, you know, really well as colleagues. Um, And so, so yeah, we just officially launched them on our ninth anniversary and it was a really thrilling in-person retreat day with that group. Oh, that's amazing. Does everyone live near each other? No. Um, one, one person is in Toronto and the rest are on the West Coast. So we're navigating the hybrid setup a little bit. 
Um, but that's the case across the company. You know, pre-pandemic, we were pretty much all in person, but now we, through the pandemic, we hired people in different areas. And so we will be a hybrid company, um, you know, Going from forward. now on. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Which I'm sure helps probably, I mean, I'm assuming your authors have, have always been all over the map, yeah. right? Even before you were hybrid as a company. Yeah, they always have been. I, I would say, you know, pro- 95% of our authors are based in the US and Canada. And we have a handful in Australia and other places, um, but they're scattered all across North America. And so we've been working virtually with our authors for a long time. But it has been a big shift for us as a team to work virtually. And we're still trying to crack some of the communication gaps and challenges that have come up as a result, um, because publishing is really an intensively collaborative undertaking. Um, you know, you, you don't make a book with one or two people. It really is many people. Um, so it, it's been a bit of a challenge, but we're getting there makes uh it's I call those growing pains right I mean you just have to get through them you will get through them and that on the other side is a brighter future so yeah yeah exactly yeah how do you and Jesse uh divide your responsibilities uh, you know today but also would love to hear Trina at the very beginning when you two were forming this partnership because I'm sure you know many of us have heard um, horror stories about business partnerships. So how did you two, you know, set this foundation amongst yourselves to kind of create potentially like a foolproof model of collaboration and business partnership? And then as the company grows, how do you continue to, you know, both like stay in your lanes, if you will, or divide the responsibilities? Like how, you know, however you want to speak to that question, however you want yeah. to answer You know, Rachel, when I think about it, I think I was quite naive in a way about what a business partnership would look like or what might be involved. Um, And Jesse and I had only worked together for a year and we weren't we weren't friends. We were very warm and friendly acquaintances and we knew each other's families a little bit, um, but we weren't really, really close before we decided to, to work together. And so in a way, when I look back, I realized I was quite naive because with somebody else, it could have gone so badly, but instead we have an amazing, really special partnership. And I, I think really what it comes down to is that deep down we have very similar values and um, we is so when things get tricky and we are debating, you know, some question of how to handle something. Ultimately, we have very similar values about caring for people. So caring for our team and each other and our authors Um very similar financial values. Um, And so there's just this compatibility at quite a deep level that I think has, has just carried us through. And we built this amazing friendship and she, like, she's like my sister now, um, as well as business partnership. And our lives are just utterly intertwined in the most magical way. But I think it comes down to just a very similar value set, 
and deep respect for each other. Um, I think too, you know, one of the things I admired about Jesse was she has this very methodical brain, which I absolutely do not have. <laughs> and, you know, I do things by kind of intuition and, um, I, you know, she just was able right from the beginning to think things through in a very methodical way that helped us get page two off the ground. I think I provide a lot of ideas and inspiration and energy and conviction, which she also has. Um, but together, it's just been this really, um, we've just balanced each other really well. And we've brought different things to the table that have become something kind of bigger than what either of us would have done independently. Um, I never would have even thought of launching a full company without Jesse. And I know she never would have thought of doing it without me. It was just the combination. Um, and I think too, because we, we had worked for some time during this really brutal bankruptcy period at the previous company, we had seen each other in some really tough situations. And um, I just, came out of that with so much respect for her and how she conducts herself and um, saw her integrity and just felt utterly convinced that we could do something, you know, really interesting together and felt convinced that it would work. And, and it has, um, but I, I, yeah, it's just, and then we've nurtured that relationship over the years. And I think it's really set the tone for the way we work with our team, the way we work with our authors. There's this deep underlying kind of care and respect that we, that we, that is part of the ethos of page mm. two. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, I'm sure your leadership style, both of your leadership styles really creates a ripple effect um, internally in the organization. Uh, I I have been helping people align their personal brands with their business brands for many years, and I always find it interesting to work with business partners because they, you know, typically have distinct personal brands, right? And I have feel strongly that a, individuals or a founders' values are really what those company values mm -hmm. are as well. Now, in your case, you've already mentioned that you two share very similar values. Mm -hmm. how, how would you say your personal brands differ? You know, it's kind of funny, Rachel, when I think about personal brand, I feel like we have, our personal brands are, they're, they've been, um, we have put page two at the front and center of everything. So we have built the page two brand and not thought that much about our personal brands. Honestly, we, we are, we have not been very deliberate about building personal brands. We've put all of our energy and intention into building page twos. Um, so even in the very earliest days of page two, I was the person handling our social media. <laughs> Thank goodness where those days are gone because I was terrible at it. Um, so, you know, I was putting my energy into um, building the corporate social media, not, not my own. And um, it's really always been that way. And I think we just committed early on to putting everything toward the company and building it together. So 
it, yeah, it's kind of an interesting question. It's something that I've, I have not thought a lot about because all of our attention goes there. Right, right. How do you think your colleagues would describe you if, if you overheard them talking about you in the hallway and they didn't know you were there? What do you think they would be saying about you? Probably that I'm very passionate. I think I have kind of some of the typical entrepreneurial traits, very passionate, big ideas, um, you know, have a sense of humor. I see the I see the fun in the work that we do all the time and bring that to work and, um, you know, have a lot of joy generally. Um, I, I've heard several people say that, uh, you know, authors and our team that I'm very calm and I don't get rattled easily. So I think those are probably really common for a lot of the entrepreneurs you interview, right? Those are common entrepreneurial traits. Um, yeah. Yeah. And how about Jessie? How do you think people would describe her? She is deeply caring and deliberate and um, has one of the biggest hearts you will ever find. Very thoughtful. You know, she's always thinking carefully five steps ahead of everybody else. Um uh yeah I think those would be some of the the main things she's extremely bright and extremely caring Mm -hmm. that's wonderful I could see why she makes a great partner how Mm -hmm. how do you two see yourselves um in this next phase of page two now that you have a management team or a leadership team Mm -hmm. What what will the two of you be focusing on now? Well, eventually, yeah. if you have a little more white space, right, in your day to day to be able to work on some bigger things. Yeah, well, we're starting to think about um, building. I'll say building an offshoot of page two. So putting our entrepreneurial energy into creating something related to page two, but um, a little bit different that will provide passive income. So Ooh. basically starting something again, yeah. <laughs> which I'm really excited about. That's good. Which, which of the two of you is um, more the creative? It sounds like you said Jesse is very structured I'm wondering if she might be like more quantitative in her, in her strengths. And are you more creative? I think we both are. I don't Mm. know. I think Mm -hmm. we're both fairly creative and build off each other and build off of our team and our authors um, Mm -hmm. as well. So I don't know if I could say that one of us is more creative than Mm -hmm. the other. Actually, she just is very um, kind of methodical in her, Mm-hmm. approach to thinking something through, which doesn't mean th- there isn't creativity because there right. very much is. Totally, totally. What is your day-to-day like? Uh, work? Well, yeah. So these days, my day-to-day is meeting with various members of our, our leadership team, um, you know, talking through challenges with them. Um meeting with potential authors to, to talk about their books and, um, you know, what we might do with them. Um, uh, 
gosh, yeah, I mean that that's really my main focus right now. Those those two things. It's it is building that team of people primarily, um, and then carefully, you know, vetting our next authors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot of um, deliberate work to mm-hmm. to cultivate a team. Yeah. Are are there any tools or assessments that you're using to um, to help you work with your team better? You know, what we've done is we have brought in um, an executive coach to who is bringing in tools like, you know, the strengths finders assessment and things like that. So we've offered um, support during this transition from an executive coach feeling that you know, some, she'll be able to get into things like mindset shifts, you know, some of our, these team members were colleagues, you know, and are now, now have their former peers reporting to them. So there's tricky, tricky dynamics to manage. And um, we thought that an independent neutral person might be able to really give them deeper support than we might be able to. Um, So that's one of the main things. and then we're setting up regular meetings with the group to talk through, you know, how they'll be working together and mm-hmm. tackling different challenges together. Yeah. It sounds like a very thoughtful approach that you're both taking there. What, how did the name page two come to be? Oh, naming is so hard. I know this from book titles, of course, too. Um, yeah, we went through probably hundreds of names um, with the support of Peter Cocking, who was a former colleague, but is now our creative director. And um, we came to page two for a few different reasons. One is that for us, it represented the idea of kind of the future. So, you know, at the time people would talk about whatever 2.0, a little bit of a nod to thinking about a new version of something, a new type of publishing model. Um, And then the idea that if you're on page two, you've been hooked by what you're reading and you're moving forward. Um, and then, and then the two also represented that partnership that's at the heart of everything that we do at the company. So the fact it was really about collaboration and partnership. Hmm. That's great. I love the symbolism behind names. Mm -hmm. Well, Trina, it's been wonderful having you, um, on the, on the show. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? They can go to our website, page2.com, spelled out, T-W-O.com. I'm also on LinkedIn under Trina White. And those would probably be the best ways. Awesome. Well, we look forward to the evolution of page two and the cultivation of this new leadership team and whatever lies in your future. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was great to be with you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two. Interested in building your brand and business? Tune in next time to The Business of You podcast. And remember, there's only one you. You're the biggest differentiator your business has. Until next time, friends.